Good morning. Good morning and welcome to this weekend's online and uh, on-site worship from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village on this Sunday, October 18th. It, it seems that we have some protesters at the corner trying to make America great this morning by honking horns. Um, hopefully that's, that's not going to disturb uh, what you hear from me and your worship experience, but that's uh, part of what uh, being outside in a, in a community is about. I will say to you, though, I want to make, I want to make clear to you, even though that, that the, uh, uh, the tier level has changed in Ventura County, it hasn't in L.A., and also we are not prepared to, to be inside yet, and this is working out. Uh, very well. So we, we are continuing to stay outside in our worship service and we will be for uh, the near foreseeable future until the situation uh, evolves enough for us to uh, feel confident about being inside and not increasing our vulnerability for you inside and our equipment and tech people are ready for us to be inside. So that's going to be a while. So you don't need to be asking me or, or requesting of me to be making those changes. We're not going to be making those changes uh, for a number of, uh, of weeks here still. We are welcoming you on site to be on site. It's a delightful day today and there's plenty of room for many more of you to be here with us. Uh, safely gathered on site. And the spirit abounds, whether it's with us here in person or through the internet. We know that the power of God is real and touches people's lives. And through our opening ourselves to that spirit, whether it is through our online connection or our on-site presence, we know that God's spirit is, is touching and moving us, uplifting and nurturing us to face the circumstances that are our lives. So let's get to it. Let me remind you though before we start that I am looking for some video input from you or at least some messages from you about how you might have been able to move to a new normal uh, over these months. Uh, Rachel and I have been spending a lot of time with you talking about how uh, we may be changing our patterns due to the way we have been disrupted by the pandemic. And so in the changing, in the opportunity to change those patterns, we have been trying to encourage you to, to seize um, moments in which you might move to become a little different in a way that is more um, helpful to you, to take, the, to take that opportunity. So if you have been able to do that, we, we look forward to hearing from you, to share a message or two about... Uh, the way you have moved to a, a new normal during this time and has used God's um, power in your life uh, to set a course for a better life. So let us hear from you, and, and I'll bring that forward in next week's sermon. So take a breath, relax, center yourself upon the Spirit of God in this place and through our presence with one another, and let us worship our living Lord. everyone. We are about to step into our Psalter. I apologize that I was a little slow on my cue. I was working with the tech team for the sound of our at-home worshipers. I think it's better now. Please do not text me at this time. If it's not, we'll work with it as soon as I'm done with the Psalter, okay? All right, perfect. Our Psalter this morning is from Psalm 90, and it reads like this. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all nations, before the mountains were brought forth, and ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. 
In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger. By your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before us, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years, or perhaps 80 if we are strong. Then, even then, their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due to you. So teach us to count our days, that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, so that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be manifest to your servants, and let your glorious power, or, and your glorious power to your children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and prosper us, for, or, and prosper for us the work of our hands. O oh, prosper the work of our hands. Now's the time in our worship service where I take a moment to talk to our children directly. So if you have children in your house, invite them close to their screens so that we can be in conversation together. I promised last week that I'd share an image that had been sent to me that I had forgotten to share with you guys. And it's an image of a leaf man that was created by one of our younger children. And I find it absolutely beautiful. It's got details with eyes and eyes within a leaf. For those of you who don't know what a leaf man is, it's a man that you make out of leaves, and there's a story that goes along with it about how the leaf man is created and changed and moved with the winds, and I find that to be a great blessing because it reminds us of our, our Bible study that's with a part of our Sunday school lesson this morning. Our Sunday school lesson talks about Abraham and Sarah and how God reached out to them and said, children, I want you to pick up your stuff and go to a place that you do not know. And they got up and went, traveling and exploring until God said, this is your place that you will rest. If you've ever read the story or heard the story of Leaf Man, you know that he goes where the wind takes them, him and he recreates himself in each new location. Abraham and Sarah had to recreate themselves as they got to the land that God promised to them. And sometimes in our lives, we are invited by God to do something different, to do something new. And I hope that you guys will accept the invitation just as Leaf Man follows the wind and Abraham and Sarah followed God, that you will listen to God's guidance and follow where he guides you. Will you guys join me in prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for directing us. Thank you for calling us. Help us to accept that call. In your name we pray, amen.
please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we greet you this day with praise and thanksgiving, giving wonder and amazement for the ways in which your spirit continues to guide and direct us. Help us to be like Abraham and Sarah, willing to go where you call us, stepping out in faith and listening to your wisdom and guidance. Help us to find ways to, to embrace your calling with humility, recognizing that it is your guidance, your touch, and your providence that benefits us. And when we allow our pride to get in the way, we often create stumbling blocks for ourselves and others from experiencing your love and grace most fully. We give you thanks for the ways in which you continue to bless us, to nurture us, and to and guide us on this journey of faith. As a people of faith, we lift up the following people in prayer. We pray for Zara Dick as she is struggling to, to take in enough nutrients at this time. Be with her that she knows your blessing, she knows your spirit, and she knows your presence at this time more than ever. We ask you to be with Laura and Margot as they offer support and care for Zara during this time. We pray for everyone who is impacted by COVID-19 and how that has changed the ebb and flows of their days, whether it's that they are physically sick from the virus or that their lives have just been changed and altered. Be with them that they can find your blessing even in the midst of all that has come forth. We continue to pray for Linda as she continues her treatment for cancer. We celebrate the Nance, or that Kathy Drake is home from the hospital, and we celebrate the ways in which she has persisted in her treatment, going beyond what she thought was possible and learning new skills. Be with her as, her, as she continues to heal at home. We celebrate with many mansions the two awards that they received from the Southern California Association of Nonprofit Housing. We thank you for the ministry that they do and the ways that they serve our homeless community, helping them to find housing. We take a moment to say the prayers that are on our hearts this day. Gracious God, you know what's on our heart. You know what's in our minds. You know the places of our lives that need to be touched. Bless each and every one of those situations that we've lifted up to you this day. And we join together in saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I cannot believe that I just brain farted. Forgive me, Lord. You know the prayer. Um, lead us not, or forgive, <laughs> forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>
Our first reading today is from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Our second reading today is from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Jesus Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. young and fearless prophet of ancient Galilee, thy life is still a summons to serve humanity, to make our thoughts and actions less prone to please the crowd, to stand with humble courage for truth with hearts uncowed. O young and fearless prophet, we need thy presence here. Amid our pride and glory to see thy face appear, once more to hear thy challenge above our noisy day, again to lead us forward along God's holy Well, we have uh, we've nearly reached the end of the of the fall sermon series. Hallelujah! It's been a journey of uh, self exploration and uh, spiritual formation. I hope we've been uh, getting some inspiration not only from Scripture but from David Brooks's book, The Road to Character, as well as his newer book, uh, Journey to the Second Mountain. And we've been 
asking ourselves how we might build a good and a solid character. How we might best shape our aggregate features and traits of who we are that form our nature. Desiring to do the best for ourselves, the best for those that we love, and the best for our community. We've looked at aspects of, of who we are, like our, our sexuality, consumption, our attitude towards our possessions. We've looked at our labor, our attitude towards others, and our emotions. And we've done this by going old school, examining the classical virtues and vices Lust and chastity, gluttony and temperance, greed and charity, sloth and diligence, envy and kindness and wrath and patience. It's been a very interesting journey through the shadows towards the mountaintop. And we've recognized the value of practicing a virtue to protect ourselves from a vice we've realized the importance of intentionally working on ourselves, disciplining our inner selves like an athlete disciplines his or her outer self so that we might reach greater or the higher prize of life, our true well-being. So today we near the, the finish line with Christ at our side, looking at our sense of self, our sense of self-regard. As we consider the vice of pride and the virtue of humility. John Steinbeck wrote, we value virtue we value virtue, but we do not discuss it. The honest bookkeeper, the faithful wife, the earnest scholar get little of our attention compared to the embezzler, the tramp, and the cheat. We want to give virtue its due and call upon it to help us become our better selves. Does that sound too old-fashioned for today? I hope not. Now, pride is defined as the inordinately deep pleasure or satisfaction gained from achievements, qualities, or possessions. A feeling of self-respect that is overbearing of others. Self-aggrandizement, vanity, and excessively high opinion of oneself and one abilities that interferes with one's recognition of God's grace. Well, none of that sounds very good, and particularly the last one. Yet it turns out that pride is the most common and the most fundamental of all vices. At one point or another, we have all experienced it. It seems to be kind of fundamental to our nature because selfishness seems to be fundamental to our nature. And we're told through pride the angels fell in heaven and stimulating pride the tempter succeeded in the garden the essence of sin is selfishness and pride is the inordinate assertion of the self The Latin word for pride is suburbia, superbia. 
which is taking aim at that which is above. Now maybe the Romans understood that aiming above to be the attempt of being God-like, and in that respect we can see the connection of superbia to our pride. Yet, you know, aiming for excellence in itself is not prideful. Having a pride in oneself so that we do not let ourselves wallow in the mire is a good pride. A good sense of self-respect. No respectable person would talk that way or act that way. So have a little pride in yourself, a mother or a father might say to a wayward child, and would be meaning, in that sense, having a good pride about yourself. It's when we overdo it, making ourselves false, assuming a preeminence at at some other's expense that pride goes bad. This kind of arrogance is pride at its worst, the hubris of trying to consider ourselves up there with God. Pride reveals itself pretty quickly though It is constantly overleaping itself. It tries to make self out to be great. And in the act of of so doing, proves it to be so little. When we puff ourselves out, we quickly are exposed to the print pick that deflates. Now humility is the antidote to pride. Anything that fights our selfishness, that gets us to think less of ourselves and more of God and of neighbor, well those things are are remedies to pride. Hopefully we don't need to be humiliated to find our way to humility. Yet humility is our virtue that is the antidote to pride. Our gifts in life, our abilities, our fortunes, our spirit come from and belong to God. They're gifts from God and we are stewards of those gifts to use well with humility or to use poorly with selfishness. A day will come to us all, though, at some point nearer or further from now when we will be asked to give an accounting of how we cared for and how we used these gifts given us freely from God. And our selfishness will embarrass us eternally and our humility will ennoble us forever in the face of the one who asks. Humility is defined as the quality of having a modest view of one's importance, a sense of proportion and of perspective about oneself in view of one's place in the cosmos. We see our paradigm for this virtue of humility in Christ Jesus himself. Our Philippians passage contains one of the early hymns about Jesus. It celebrates his power and it celebrates his humility. Though he was equal to God, he did not flaunt it. He did not use his power for self-aggrandizement. 
Rather, he used them for the benefit of others. He humbled himself in human form and became obedient to God. And this obedience put him in harm's way and led to the scourging and to his crucifixion. He died an innocent man for the sake of making clear God's undying love of his children. He died for our sake, for our good. He humbled himself for us so that we might be raised up with him. Thanks be to Christ Jesus. And this is why we believe in him. This is why we follow him. Because of how he lived into his humility, though no one would have faulted him at claiming his divinity. And know this, know this, that following him means finding our way to humility so that we too might be good bearers of God's love to the world. If you say that you're following him and you're not on the pathway to humility, then you're kidding yourself. We need to be on the pathway to humility if we are walking with Jesus at our side. How can we be prideful? Really, think about it. How can we be prideful looking Jesus in the eye, which, I don't know, in my prayer life, I kind of think that's what I'm up to. I don't know if that's what you're imagining in your prayer life, but I, I, I have a conversation with God where Jesus is present, and all of what Jesus means to the world and what I have been taught about what Jesus means to me is standing there right alongside me. Who can kneel at the side of Jesus's cradle amid the Magi and the shepherds and be prideful? Who can listen to the wisdom dripping from his every word and think of themselves as smarter than the average bear? Who can witness his healing his healing of the blind and the crippled and the leper or raising the dead, his raising people from the dead and think that they themselves have a superior skill set. Who can sail the Galilean Sea and in great fear waken him for help and then be puffed up about him or herself. Who can see him lug his cross and watch him be nailed to that cross and stand proudly at his feet? And who can search the empty tomb in wonder and in awe and then be so full of him or herself. They just don't go together. The true moment of real pride comes, my friends, not when you become partner or you earn your first million or you become best in class. Rather, it comes when you have the guts to face yourself honestly and see your need 
for the Lord and the Savior, the living Christ. And then reach out for his forgiving grace and willingly receive his tender mercies. And then thankfully, stand up straight as a child of God in his presence and gratefully thank him. Embracing a new promising and significant life on your horizon with a spirit of humility. That is the moment in which to be proud of yourself. That's the moment in which you have attained for yourself a good character that nurtures a solid soul because you have found true humility and you have embraced it as the way by which to live. So, if there is any, if there is any encouragement in Christ these days, any consolation from love and sharing in the Spirit of God, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete, Paul writes in Philippians, and live fully into your faith in the resurrected Lord and God's power through that Christ Jesus to help shape you into a wonderful person, a blossomed child of God that lives fully into the image of God within, emerging each day more and more with the mind and the spirit of Christ. Shape yourself around such a virtue and your soul will blossom. Seek this course to a, a better life and you will really find true abundance. Aspire to make this your new normal, and you will simply live well. Amen. With humility, we recognize that our lives are better with God's presence in, that, in them and with Christ's salvific nature that has blessed us so. We have the opportunity to say thank you to God by presenting our tithes, gifts, and offerings. If you are here in person and you have not had the opportunity to stop by the offering plates, they are at the back of the... Uh, or by the youth building. If you are online, we encourage you to go online and make your donation or write your check and get that ready to, to donate. Um, I want to remind you that we received in the mail over the last week and a half a letter with an appeal to help with our apportionments and benevolences. Please prayerfully consider how you might be able to support the church and our efforts to to grow in who we are and our connection together. And I want you to know that our special music this day comes from uh, Ivory and Gold, who were here for our 50th anniversary celebration, and we received the gift of music of water from an ancient well. Mm -hmm. 
That was beautiful. Well, we are so glad you joined us today for worship. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Amid all the challenges of these days, you know that in God you have a resource for healing and strength, for inspiration and for purpose. You have a guide for your journey, a friend along the way, a source of light for the darkness. You are not the center of the universe, yet you are. You are the object of God's loving grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be safe. Stay healthy. Know that you are loved. Amen.